Hey friends, welcome to the City Hope Podcast. My name is Bobby Thompson and I have the privilege of serving as a lead pastor. I pray that today's message would inspire you, it would encourage you, and it would also challenge you in your walk with Christ. Enjoy today's sermon. Let me say this. Um, our, our motto for this time, for this season, for this prayer time is pray first. It's very simple, right? Pray first. Bring God into every single situation that you have in your life. And the goal behind this motto, we talked about this a little bit last week, that prayer is my initial reaction. Prayer is my initial reaction, not my final option, right? I want to bring God into every single thing. And so last week, uh, we gave out these pray first bracelets for those of you that took this challenge with us. Maybe you weren't here. Maybe you didn't get one. There's some on your way out today. You can grab one. Take a a 14-day prayer and fasting challenge with us. And uh, we would love, love, love for you to, to get in on this and just seek the face of God because we strongly believe in the power of prayer. Last week, um, like we did this week, last week as you came in, there's these note cards there in your seat. And we received, as Pastor Stephen said, many, many, many prayer requests. And, and I just want to say this. Many of you, as we read through those, and some of them there was names, some of them there wasn't, there is a lot of hurt There is a lot of pain. There's a lot of struggle. There's a lot of really, really heavy stuff. And I want you to know that um, you don't have to go through that alone. You don't have to walk through that that hard stuff that life has. That's why God created the church. That's why we're here. That's why we need each other, right? The the church isn't just four walls, right? We, We understand that. And, and whatever you're walking through, the enemy wants to isolate you and think you don't have anybody or you can't tell anybody. But let me just tell you, we want to be there with you. We've been praying for you. We're going to continue to pray for you. And today, today, as I'm speaking at the end, if you have a, a prayer request that you want, just come up and, and lay it there. And, and you have my word that you will be lifted up. And so uh, we've heard a lot of great feedback of our um, 21 Days of Prayer devotional and our prayer guide, that little QR code on the back of the seat in front of you if you uh, want to jump in with us on that. Um, but keep the prayer requests coming because God's a big God and he can handle uh, whatever it is that we throw at him. Uh, I've talked to so many of you and, and this is the first, some of you, this is the first time you've ever fasted in your life. And, and some of you are like, man, this is tough. This is harder than I thought it was going to be. Well, let me just tell you about how it's going in my house. Um, on Monday, uh, right after I preach Sunday, Monday, we get home and we're running practice and games and all this stuff. We get home pretty late. And my wife, Shira, she looks at our youngest daughter, Marley, who's 11, after we get done eating dinner. And she says, Marley, um, I need you to do the dishes and then it, it'd be time to go to bed. And Marley, I kid you not, straight face, looked at my wife, Shira, and said, Mom, my church is doing this thing called 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting. And I'm fasting from doing the dishes. <laughs> I'm not making, that's not a preacher story. That is true. So that's how it's going in my house, okay? It's going great. We're off to a great start uh, for 21 days of prayer and fasting. It turned into fasting from homework and all chores and everything. So um, kids, don't use that. Uh, That's not what we're fasting from. If you have your Bible today, go to 1 Chronicles. 1 Chronicles. It's in the uh, Old Testament towards the front of your Bible. We're going to be looking at 1 Chronicles chapter number 4. And today we're going to be looking at a person and a prayer, a person and a prayer. The, the, the person comes about in a very odd way. Let me ask you guys this question. How many of you have ever done like uh, some kind of plan where you read through the Bible in a year? Anybody ever done that? So, yeah, like several of you guys have done that. 
First Chronicles is one of those chapters you get to and you're like, what am I reading? Like, why is this in the Bible? And all it is is so-and-so begat so-and-so who begat so-and-so who begat so-and-so. I mean, and just on and on and on. Over 600 names in this, in just in this part of the Bible. And you're like, what? Why am I reading this? And, and the author, it's the craziest thing. The author stops in the middle of 600 names. He stops and he like shines this light on this one individual person by the name of Jabez. All right. Many years ago, there was a book that came out called The Prayer of Jabez. Anybody read it? Anybody remember that book? The the Prayer of Jabez. Well, this is really the the only place in all the Bible that we hear about Jabez. It's two verses. It's just two verses, but we get a lot of information about who Jabez was and about how he prayed. And so um, we're going to take a look at these two verses today. So if you do this with me, stand with me in honor of the reading of God's word. And we'll go to 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and just two verses, verse 9 and verse 10. God's word says this, Jabez was more honored than his brothers. His mother named him Jabez and said, I gave birth to him in pain. Verse 10, Jabez called out to the God of Israel, if only you would bless me. Extend my border, let your hand be with me, and keep me from harm so that I will not experience pain. And God granted his request. Father, I pray your blessing on the reading of your words. Speak to our hearts today. Reign your presence in this place. You know the things that are going on in our lives. And I pray, Lord, that we would be able to lay those aside and focus on what you have for us. Speak truth, speak life. Speak hope into our heart, into our situation. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. So I want to start this morning. Let's learn a little bit about Jabez. Here at the very beginning, we we see how Jabez was identified. The Bible says in verse 9, Jabez was more honored than his brothers. He was more honored than his brothers. It doesn't say why his brothers were dishonored. It just says he was very uh, uh, much more honored. Now, now, what I simply take that as is, You know, his brothers were dishonorable. He took his walk with God very seriously. Jabez was a man of honor. Not only did he give honor, but he received honor. That's how he was known in this passage. Now, what I've come to realize and know over the last 20 years of being a pastor is is being a man or woman of God attracts the favor of heaven. Being a man or woman of honor attracts the favor of heaven. When we honor God, when we honor his people, when we honor the things that he calls us to honor, it attracts the favor from God. The Hebrew word here is kabad, K-A-B-A-D, kabad. And it simply means this, to have a heaviness of honor on your life. Now, if I can, just for a second, I think honor is something that we're, we're losing in our culture today. We can look all at, we get so self-oriented, so self-centered, so self-righteous, right? And, and we forget to honor. Well, the Bible has a lot to say about honor. The Bible tells us there's, there's many different people and things that we have to honor. Honor God before all else. But go all the way back, right? Remember Old Testament, Ten Commandments? Honor your mother and father. Honor, the Bible says, honor the aged or the, or the gray-haired. Honor your authority. Honor pastors and elders, I wonder if there's, there's this, this not honor in your life, if there's, a, if there's a disconnect between you and the Lord, could it be that you need to start honoring these things that God has called us to honor? Jabez was a man of honor. 
And, and what's honoring to God? How, how do I do that? Well, what's honoring to God is being honorable and honoring his people. Being honorable and honoring his people is what's honoring to God. He was known for the, uh, the honor that he demonstrated and the honor that he received. But then the second thing about Jabez. Now, this one is a little bit deeper. Look, look at that second part. We learn about the person of Jabez. The Bible says he, his mother named him Jabez and said, I gave birth to him in pain. Now, ladies, I've never experienced this in my life, okay? But I don't know if any of you would have been like, yeah, that was awesome. Like, that was amazing giving birth. Like, this was the best thing ever. So, so she, she named him after her pain. His name literally means pain. His identity was a product of her problem. Think about that. The way everybody knew Jabez, his, man, his name means pain. Now, take a look at our world today, right? Identity is a, is a big topic, right? And I'm not just talking about what's a man, what's a woman, right? That's obviously something that the world and that the enemy is trying to, to take away. But, but I, I firmly believe, I firmly believe this. That so many of us have struggles in our life because of our identity. So many of us struggle in our life because of, because of something that happened to us. Someone that happened to us. This thing happened to us and we struggle with our identity. And instead of knowing who we are in God, our identity is something else. Let me, let me illustrate it like this. Mark, can you come up and help me, man? Alright. Y'all give Mark a big round of applause. This is, this is my buddy. Alright. All right, Mark, me and you are going to sing that song. You ready? All right. No? No, you don't want to sing? All right. So, so I'm going to try to do this. Uh, that's why I needed my mic today. I'm just going to scream. Okay? So, so today, some of you, when you walked in, you saw some of our team. There's some of you in here today. You had a name tag on, right? And you look at that, and a lot of these things, you, you are able to identify who a person is because of the name tag that they have on. Well, for some of you, we're going to go right here. Right. For some of you, you're like Jabez, and the way you identify yourself is right here, is pain. Some of you, that's the identity that you're walking around with today. You're walking around with this identity because of something that happened to you. For others of you, you're walking around here with failure. That's what your mom told you. That's what your coach told you. That's the way your dad treated you. That's the way your spouse treats you. You're never good enough, Right? Some of you walking around here with the, you're broken. That's, that's my identity. I'm broken. I just, I, I can't ever get anything right and I'm struggling and, and, and man, I'm just, I'm just a broken person. I can't, I can't do anything. I got some good ones, all right? I'm going to keep going here, all right? All right, look at this. Some of you right here, I got you, all right? Some of you are unworthy. You're feeling, God, you don't, man, what I've done. You can't love me. You can't, you can't do this for me. And you're, you're thinking, man, that's my identity. You're, you're, you're damaged goods. I'm going to go to the back now, all right? You're damaged Right? Because of things, choices that you've made. Because of the sins that you committed. And you're walking around with this label. You're walking around with this, with this, uh, this is who I am. This identity, right? But here's what, here's what I realized about Jabez. 
Jabez carried this stigma. His name literally meant pain, right? And in this time of the Bible, names meant a lot, right? There was a huge weight when someone had a name. And everybody looked at Jabez because his name meant pain. They thought negative of him. They thought, man, this dude's going to be a failure. This Man, this is bad consequences. What in the world did this guy do, right? But let me just tell you this. The negative things that you're carrying, it doesn't have to be your identity. It doesn't have to be who you are. It doesn't have to be that, like, Jabez's name literally means pain. But I want you to see this. We're going we're to look at this here in just a second. Notice that Jabez didn't pray for his pain. I'm going to unpack that here in a second. But I want you to think about this. His name meant pain, but that's not what he prayed for. Some of us are so broken, so unworthy, so fed. That's all we can think about. That's our identity. It's right here in front of us. But I want you to understand something today. That's not what God thinks of you. Failure, broken, struggle. That's not what God thinks of you. Let me tell you what God calls you. God's word says you're his friend. That's what God's word thinks about you. You think you're broken and the world thinks you're broken. But God says, guess what you are? You are my masterpiece. All right? That's, God's, that's what God thinks about you. God says, you're, you're, you're my son and you're my daughter. That's what he says. I'm on the wrong side. Here we go. He says, you're, you're my, this is what he calls you and I. You're my beloved. You're my beloved. Y'all give it up for Mark. Thank you, buddy. Don't take those off. All right. Listen, listen. You got to replace that identity. You got to you have a choice, right? You and I have a choice. And this can I just be honest with you? This is a struggle. This is a struggle. God calls me his treasure, but I don't feel like his treasure. God calls me his masterpiece, but that is not how I feel on the inside. And I got to realize my feelings aren't facts, right? My feelings aren't facts. God's word is facts. And if he says I'm his son, he says I'm beloved, he says I'm his masterpiece, then that's what I got to believe. Not, not all the struggle and the pain and the hurt. Not That can't be my identity any longer. And I love that Jabez gives us this example that he doesn't cry out to God on, over his pain. Now, now listen. Don't go home and tweet. Pastor Bobby said, don't pray for your pain. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. What does Jesus tell us? He says, cast all of your cares upon me, right? Jesus wants our pain. Jesus wants our struggle. But I want you to see what Jabez did pray for. Jabez prayed for the things that he knew God wanted for his life. He prayed for the things that he knew God wanted for his life. He didn't pray for his pain. And so here's our daily battle. Right? Me and you every day to focus on the difficulty. Do I focus on the struggle? Do I focus on the, the negative identity that I have? Or do I rise above the difficulty and put my eyes on something else? That's the battle that you and I have to face. That's the struggle. That's the daily grind that we have to do. One pastor said it like this, and this is amazing. He says this For many, it's not your problem that's the problem. It's the fact that you don't have anything in your life bigger than your problem to focus on. That's good preaching, y'all. Come on, like somebody help me here. It's not your problem that's the problem. It's the fact that you don't have anything in your life bigger than your problem to focus on. And Jabez figures this out. Jabez understands this, and he rose above his pain, and he prayed. 
Now, he wasn't using this as a formula to get God to give him whatever he wanted. That's not what I'm telling you today. He was calling upon the name of the Lord to to receive the promises that God had already given him. And so real quick, I'm going to give you four things that we can learn from the prayer of Jabez. We learn about the person of Jabez. Now look at the prayer of Jabez. Number one is this. Look at verse 10. Jabez called out to the Lord, the God of Israel, and said, if only you would bless me. So number one, pray for God to bless you. Pray for God to bless you. I hope for somebody today that that releases you, that gives you a little bit of freedom. It is okay for you to pray for God to bless you. God is a blessing God. He loves to bless his people. Go all the way back through the Bible and look at how many people God blessed. I I love the story of Abraham and Isaac. Abraham, one of the fathers of our faith, right? You remember the story? He took his son Isaac and he was getting ready to sacrifice him. And God said, no, don't do that. And then Isaac grows up and he becomes a man of God. And, and, And look what the Bible says about Isaac's life. Isaac sowed in the land, Genesis 26. He reaped in the same year a hundredfold and the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Isaac did his job and the Lord blessed him a hundredfold. That's the kind of blessing that we pray for. God, I want you to bless me and I want you to prosper. Now, now let's be honest, okay? That word prosper gets a little weird when we start talking about church world, right? Come on, let's, let's be honest. As a church, you don't want to be a prosperity church. Y'all prosperity, y'all talk about that all the time, right? Name it, claim it, blab it, grab it. I, I got more, I got more. Want it, grunt it, all right, come on. Y'all one of those prosperity churches? No, it's not about having more cars and more houses and more jewelry and more stuff and, and better this and that. I, I want you to see this, all right? The Hebrew word here, let's go back and get some context. The Hebrew word here is silach. All right, you got to say it like you got something stuck in your throat. All right, silach. <clears throat> Sorry. The word is prosper, but I want you to l- listen to this. This is huge. The word simply means is this. You go as far as you can go, and then God takes you to the next level. I, I go as far. Isn't that what you want, right, as a mom? Moms, isn't that what you want? I, I can only go this far, but God, I need you to take me to the next level. That's the kind of prosper that we all want. God, I'm only this good of a husband, but because of God, he took me to another level. That's the kind of prosper that the Bible is talking about. And isn't that what we want? Like we have our part, but God moves us further. And so Jabez prays, prays he said, God, I pray that you would bless me. And and real blessing is this. I have more than I need so that I can help the people around me. I have more than I need. God, you've given me more than I can handle. So I want to bless those around me. God, would you bless me? We seek his blessing so that we can be a blessing to those around us. But then Jabez, he moves on in his prayer. He says, God, would you bless me? And then he asks him this question. Would you extend my border? Would you extend my border? Another uh, a version of the Bible says, would you enlarge my territory? Enlarge my territory. So, so think about this. Like, let's go in the progression. God, would you bless me? I need more so that when I get more, I need a place to put it, right? I need more capacity for, to, to have the blessings. God, you got to broaden my world. you got to show. Some of us, we get so focused, right? We get so focused on my schedule and my family and my desires and my small world. And, and here's Jabez going, get, get the blinders off of me, God. Expand my territory. 
And really what he's praying for, and this is what I want to encourage you to pray for, number two, is pray for God to give you influence. Enlarge my border. Expand my border. Enlarge my territory. I pray, God, that you would give me influence. Now, I want to make something very clear because I think for years and years and years and, and so many of us, we get, this, we get this mixed up, okay? If you're here today and you are a follower of Christ, the Bible, God, considers you a minister, Right? That's not just my job. The people that are, are on church staff aren't just the ministers. You, as a follower of Christ, are called a minister. You're not just an attender. Okay, And so as a minister, you are supposed to have influence. Pray for God to give you a sphere of influence. God, I'm going to be a minister for your word. Now, for some of you, I want you to, I want you to take this and I want you to put it in your pocket. And you're going to need this later, right? Because the, the enemy is going to try to trick you. Hear this today. Here's the truth. You have something to offer that will make an eternal difference in someone's life. You have something that you can offer. If you are a follower of Christ, you have something that you can offer to make a difference in the lives of the people around you. Live out your faith for the embetterment of other people. God, Jabez says, would you just enlarge my territory? Give me more influence. And all throughout the scripture, right, we, we, we read of God's power and we read of how amazing, you know, he, he, he parted the Red Sea, you know, he does, all, he does these miracles and we, we hear the power of God and, and we have a God that we're asking, God, would you enlarge my territory? And we think so small, but the Bible says, look at, look what Paul says in Ephesians. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask, right? That's the God we serve. That's the kind of power that we can tap into. And he says that, that all that we ask or even imagine, God, you can do more than I can even imagine. So as I read that, I ask the question, well, what am I imagining for God to do in my life? What, am I dream what are my dreams for God to do in my life? If he'll do more than I can even imagine, if he has the power to do immeasurably more, then what is it that, that, is, that is at work in me that I want to see God do? What are my dreams for my family? What are my dreams for my ministry? What are my dreams for, for my future? So what are you imagining? Can I be honest with you today? Nobody said yes. I want to be honest with you. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm, I'm praying this prayer over City Hope Church. I'm praying every day, God, enlarge our territory. Expand our border. I'm praying every single day. We've been praying for a long time now. God, you know the future. You know the next steps for City Hope Church. I hope that we're not in John Paul forever, but God, we <laughs> expand our territory. I'm praying every single day. God, give us some land on 170. God, give us a building. God, give it, show up and expand our territory. Why? Because we want to have more influence. We want to see more people come to know Jesus Christ. I want more people to come to church on Sundays because, because there's a hope that Jesus gives that the world desperately needs. And I want you to pray with us that God would show up and, and give us influence in our community and expand our territory as a church. I have a dream that one day we'll have a hope center and we will be a place of hope so that broken marriages can come and receive biblical counseling so that addicts can come and find healing in the name of Jesus. I, I have a dream that one day 
One day I'm imagining this, that people off the street will be able to come in and we'll be able to give them a hand up and we'll be able to give them hope and we'll be able to say, I love you and God loves you and let's walk with you. I have a dream that one day that every one of you that sit in here today, you know Jesus and you love Jesus and I want to give you an opportunity to use your gifts for his glory. That you're not just a Sunday person, that you're an everyday person that lives out this kind of faith. I want God to bless us and enlarge our territory. Why? So that we can bless the community around us. That's my dream. I'm praying, God, give us more influence. What's your dream? What's your dream for your family? What's your dream for your kids? The Bible says, Jabez asked God to expand my territory. Dream big. Lord, let me see what you see so I can fulfill the potential you've put in my life. It's a bold, bold prayer. The next thing we see Jabez prays for, after he prays for blessing and after he asks God to extend his border, look what he says. He says, Lord, let your hand be with me. Let your hand be with me. We need the hand of God in our lives. we got to have the hand of God in our lives. Why? Because this world that we live in is so much bigger than we are. When the, when the Bible says uh, the presence, the most common uh, Hebrew term for presence is panim, P-A-N-I-M, panim, which is also translated as face, face. So implying that when we need God's presence, we need a close, personal encounter with the Lord. That's the kind of presence that the Bible is. We need God's anointing in our life. We need, God, if we're going to do this, we need you in our life. We need your power. I can't do it on my own, right? And we can, we can oh man, our lives can be led by what? By, by the enemy. Our lives can be led by other people, by influences. Our lives can be led by ourselves. But, but here's the thing. We cannot be led uh, uh, in a positive difference-making way unless we're led by the bread of life working through us. And what, what happens when we don't have God's presence? We frustrate ourselves to this point where we break down and I'm tired of trying and nothing I do ever works, right? It's because we don't have the presence of God on our life and, and we let our circumstances to dictate our pain and we, we, we operate out of our flesh and nothing good comes in. We get so frustrated. This is one of the major reasons why we fast. Why do we do in 21 days of prayer and fasting? Fasting is simply this. We're begging God for his presence. God, I'm going to put this food or this social media or this thing that I spend a lot of time. I'm going I'm to push that away, God, and I'm going to beg you for your presence. That's why we fast. The psalmist said it like this. Boast in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. In verse 4, look what he says. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Jabez says, Lord, I can't do this. Let your hand be with me. I need your hand. I think Jabez understood that God's presence brings joy. God's presence brings peace. God's presence brings prosperity. God's presence brings, brings protection. God's presence brings purpose to our lives. God's presence brings healing. Maybe today you're sitting in here and the reality is, just, just like all over Mark's shirt, you feel inadequate. I'm not a great mom. I'm not a great dad. I'm not a great husband. And you have these feelings of inadequacy and your, your, your identity is, is flaring up. Cry out to God. Say, God, I need your hand on my life. I can't do this on my own. This is too big for me. I can only do this if your hand is on me. 
So finally, after he prayed for blessing, after he prayed for influence, after he prayed for God's hand, look what he says. He says, and keep me from harm. Look look at the progression here, right? So, So he prays for God's blessing. God, give me more. Give me more so that I can, so that I can go and I can use it for you. God, give me a blessing. And, and okay, God, you've given me more. Now enlarge my territory. Give me more capacity to reach more people. I want influence, God. I want to use what you've given me. I want influence, okay? Now, now God, I need your hand, right? So, so once I get God's blessing and he enlarges my territory and he gives me influence and he's spending time with me, do you know what's going to happen? The enemy's going to take notice and he's going to start coming after you. Why? Because he's afraid of the difference that you can make in the kingdom of God. So Jabez says, God, I need your hand. And so number four, pray for the protection from the enemy. Pray for the protection from the enemy. Jabez asked God to keep him from harm. Some of you right now today, the enemy is fighting you, man. The enemy, I I read some of these, I've been praying over it. And the enemy, you are in a battle. You are in a struggle. And I want you to to hear this today. And and this is the truth that, that, that you need to take with you. Let's refocus our perspective instead of focusing on the struggle, focusing on the pain. And take this battle as a compliment. Take this battle as a compliment. Why? Because he's scared if you get out of this battle, what's going to happen? The difference that you can make if you would just, if, you, if God's hand was on you and you were just praying and you knew you could fight through this battle, what, what difference are you going to make in the kingdom of God? One pastor said it like this. If you're not butting heads with the devil, you might be walking with him. That's good. Come, what is wrong with y'all? If you're not butting heads with the devil, you might be walking with him. Some of y'all are like, man, am I walking with him? Like, <laughs> the enemy doesn't want City Hope Church to prosper. The enemy doesn't want you and your family to prosper. He doesn't want you to pray God's blessing and enlarge your territory. Why? He wants to keep you right here, just safe and, and with your blinders on in your safe little world, right? That's where the enemy wants to keep you and I. But we need to pray the name of Jesus over the battles in our lives. We need, to, we, need to, we need to pray the name and the authority of God over the struggles and the pains. The enemy doesn't want your family to be blessed. There's spiritual warfare going on. And we got to confront the enemy with the authority of the name of God. Pray that God will strengthen you in the battle. And he will rescue you from every attack. Amen. Does that mean I got to quit? <laughs> Done. I want you to see if, if, if this might be one of my favorite parts of this verse. I mean, again, this is just two verses. And, and Jabez calls out to God and he gives him this prayer. And I want you to see the last sentence here. The Bible says this in the end of verse 10. It says, and God granted his request. Wouldn't you like to see that sentence at the end of every one of your prayer requests? And God granted his request. I believe this with all of my heart. When we pray bold prayers, when we ask God for things that are of God, he will grant our request. He will grant our request. God, I want you to bless me, not so that I can have more, not so that I can make my name famous, God, but so that I can bless the people around me. 
God, God, I, it's just me. It's just a little old me, but God, would you expand my territory? Give me influence in people, maybe my neighbor, maybe a coworker, maybe somebody in my school, maybe teach, what, maybe whatever. It is. God, God would, you just, would you just give me influence, expand my territory so that I can make a difference in somebody's life? Man, that's a good prayer. That's the kind of prayers that we should be praying. God, God, I need your hand, man. I can't do it. I'm not very smart. I'm a goober from Kentucky. I can't, I can't do this. God, I need your hand. I need your presence in my life. And God, we're trying to serve you as a family and the enemy's attacking. So God, keep him away. Keep us out of harm's way, God. There's spiritual warfare. And Lord, we just pray the name of Jesus over our family. Devil, you can't have my kids. You can't have my family. You can't have my marriage. Devil, you can't have it. And I pray and I ask God, God, protect us. And the Lord granted his request. I want to encourage you this week as you walked out here. We talked about a lot of things today. But I want to encourage you just for this, this, this one takeaway. Would you walk out of here this week and pray with expectation for God to show up in your life? You're not too far gone. Maybe today you're struggling with honor. Maybe today you're struggling with identity. Maybe today you're just struggling with spending time with the Lord. Would you pray this week with expectation for God to show up? As we close our time today, I'm going to ask you just right where you're at, just bow your heads and close your eyes. Very, very powerful prayer. And I, I, I pray that this will become a, a, a routine prayer in all of our lives. Maybe for you this morning, the reality is you're confused about this Jesus. You're confused about God. You're, you don't really have a relationship. Your prayer life doesn't exist because you don't, you don't really have a relationship with Christ. Can I tell you this? That's step one. None of this other stuff matters until you take that step and you give your heart and your life to Jesus. You say, I surrender. I make you Lord of my life. And, and let me just say this, uh, on your way out today, there's a white tent back there, and we've got people, we've got pastors, we've got trained, mature believers that would love to take God's word and show you how you can know without any doubt that you have a relationship with Jesus. The reason that you don't feel his presence is because you don't have a relationship. Take that step first. For some of you in here today, the reality is your prayer life isn't where it needs to be. It's not where it should be. And you're, you, you, you feel like this urge, man, I need to get back. I need to do better. I need to refresh. That's why we're doing this. Don't allow the enemy to, to, to defeat you and say, well, you, you, you did it again or you didn't do it again. Start today for the next 14 days. See, I'm going to pray and fast like never before. I'm going to seek the face of God. I'm going to seek the hand of God in my life. Would you start today? God, I'm recommitting. I know I've done it before, but I'm doing it again today. And moving forward from this day, I'm going to spend time with you. I'm going to make sure that I tap into your power. God, I'm going to spend time and get to know you. I'm going to pray first. Some of you in here are prayer warriors, and the reality is you're a little weary. And let me just encourage you today, don't grow weary in doing good. Don't get tired of praying God's power in your life. You're waiting for God to show up. Don't stop. Keep praying for God's blessing. Keep praying for God's, God's hand and his protection and, and, and capacity in your life. Keep praying. Keep showing up. 
praying for a son or a daughter, praying for a loved one, a spouse, praying for a family member. Don't stop. God's faithful. He hears the cry. He can do immeasurably more. Families in here, let me ask you this question. What's your dream for your family? What are you chasing after? What can you imagine for your family? Are you imagining God to do great things? Pray those great things over your family. Father, today we come to you and we thank you for your word. We thank you for, man, these two verses that we can learn so much from. Thank you for Jabez and the honor that your word gave him. Lord, I just pray for those in here today that are struggling with their identity. When they, when they think about who they are, the first thing they think is negative. The first thing they think is broken. But I pray that today you would erase that and replace that with what you call us, sons, daughters, masterpiece, beloved, friend, Lord, help us to live our lives this week with our heads held high because of who you are. Not because of what we've done, but because of who you are. Lord, I pray that you would just reign your presence so deeply, so, so fervently in our lives over these next two weeks as we, as we continue to seek your face. Lord, just show us great and mighty things. Bless City Hope Church. Bless the people that are in this room. Bless our families. Not so that we can make a name for us, God, but so that we can bless our community around us. Enlarge our territory, Father. We know that we can't do it without your presence and your protection. Go before us. Father, it's in your son Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. As I mentioned before, each and every week, um, we have a group of people at our tent in the back. If you need someone to talk with, someone to pray with you, uh, maybe it's something you wrote, maybe it's something that you just, God's just speaking to your heart. Miss Sharon and our prayer team and our care team have been on their knees for you, seeking the face of God for you. And just stop by and ask somebody to pray with you. If you need to rekindle that relationship. You need a relationship with the Lord. Stop by. But don't forget, you don't have to do this alone. Whatever it is you're walking through, whatever it is you, that identity piece, you don't have to do it alone. One of the greatest ways that I have found as a, as a pastor that, that has helped me, has helped my family, is making sure that we are all involved in a small group. And for the next couple weeks, we, or for the last couple weeks and for the next couple weeks, we're talking about our small groups because it's such a big deal. It's, it's not such a big deal for us as a church. It's for, for you as a person, for you as a family. It's a really big deal. I'm going to ask Christian and Kelsey to, to come on up. And Christian and Kelsey have been with us uh, uh, almost since we started. And I had the honor a few years ago to, to uh, perform their wedding. And uh, they, how old is little Brooks now? Is he a year yet? He's all my, I got a little baby, he's Brooks, he's the cutest kid ever. Um, but uh, Christian and Kelsey have been young married couple, 
new parents, and uh, they've been involved in a small group really since they've been here. And I just asked them to come and, and give us a word of, of why and what, what small group has meant to you and, and why it's important for everybody. Yeah, um, we knew really from coming City Hope first Sunday that we wanted to join a small group. Um, so first Sunday, we went to the tent. We met Brett. Um, and started that process and we knew for us from the beginning that was something that we wanted because I think we wanted and knew that we really needed community in our lives. Um, We needed community, we needed um, those intentional relationships. Um, We wanted church to be home for us. Um, We had gone to a church before that um, was great, but it was like seeing new faces every Sunday. Um, you know, they were they were kind and they were nice, but they didn't know our names. They didn't know who we were, um, and so we wanted that home feeling. And for us, we felt like that started with a small group, the people that are going to show up for you, the people that are going to be in your corner when life is hard, um, and then we get to turn around and pour back into. Um, and I think part of that for us as becoming parents was we wanted Brooks to see that that was the normal, that, um, you know, we didn't just go to church on Sundays, but that we knew people, we did life with them, and in return, they've loved our kid so much. Um, So it is family for us. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. It's just like how you started this morning that, you know, it's not about doing it alone, Um, having community, having people uh, that you can rely on. Um, I mean, even just this last year, there have been a lot of really high highs and a lot of really low lows, too. Um, Everything from welcoming Brooks to immediate NICU stay to, you know, sin struggles and marital problems. And I mean, that's just us. Um, But and then now we're walking through and, and Kelsey's mom's dealing with cancer again. Um, so just being able to, to rely on the people in our group. And I mean, I think four days this week, we did something with somebody in our small group. So it's just been really powerful. Amen. And having a newborn, you're not very busy, are you? Not yeah, at all. No. So much time. yeah, yeah. Can you guys thank Christian and Kelsey for, for coming up? So, so as we leave today, um, the number one reason, number one reason that I always get. When I say, hey, are you in a small group? Well, I just can't fit in my schedule. I've got too much going on. I'm just going to tell you, all right? That's a tactic of the enemy to keep you busy so that you don't have people in your life in your corner. So if you don't have those people, Brett's will be back there. Talk to Brett. we got different seasons of life, different days of the week. We'll, we'll help you find a group, all right? Let me pray for us, and then we'll get out of here. Father, thank you again for today. Thank you for the opportunity we have to hear your word. Speak to our hearts this week. As we pray, as we fast, Lord, show up in great and mighty ways. We pray with expectation to watch you do what only you can do. Show up and show out, God. We love you. We praise you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Y'all have a great week. See you next Sunday. Thanks again for tuning in with us today. We would love to connect with you, and the best way to do that is through social media or go straight to our website. God bless you, and have a wonderful day.